Hello, welcome to another episode of The High Ground, powered by Premier Companies. Ryan, how are you doing today? I'm doing great. Yourself? I'm doing awesome. But I, and it's a good day. We're going to talk about livestock again. Yeah, guess who's here? <laughs> guess who's here? <laughs> Ryan Bat. Hi, Ryan. <laughs> How are you guys doing? Great. Doing great. Great. Uh, Ryan, why don't you ask, uh, I think what the listeners always they tend to like is this question of the day. So, Sure. Ryan, it's your question of the day today. I know you're excited about it. So <laughs> your question of the day is, which movie character most resembles you in real life, not necessarily in looks? Yeah, well, uh, I, I tell you what, I don't, I don't get, I don't watch a lot of movies and stuff anymore. It seems like you know, since technology came out, we quit using DVD players and uh, you know the old tape disc players and all that stuff. But uh, uh, you know, just just referring back, yesterday we, we was getting ready for the county fair and, and going yeah. around. I had I had my two girls, uh, Amity and Jayla, with me, and, and we was riding around. And, and uh, I said, "Did you hear my other podcast?" They said, "They said no." <laughs> I said. I said, I said <laughs> I said, well, that's good. you know, good, good team support here, but, uh, <laughs> I said, I, paid them. yeah, I said, I said, uh, you know, I said, they do that question today and, and my littlest one, Amity, she goes, Oh yeah, yeah. Let's, let's listen to that. Let's listen to that. And I said, okay. And anyways, uh, long story short, we get done listening to that. And she goes, well, I don't really care about what else you got to say. <laughs> I just want to hear the question today, see what you said. And then, uh, so I said, well, you know, Sal sent me this email and it said, you know, the question today, going to give me a, a little, little heads up of what it was going to be. I said, I don't really know. And she goes, I don't know either. And they start naming off some stuff. And, uh, you know, I'm sitting here thinking, you know, I, you know, whenever I get home of an evening, I just kind of watch some good old shows, you know, the Andy Griffiths and, and stuff like yeah. that, you know, just, just hanging out, kind of chilling out, you know, and I'm sitting here thinking, I don't really know. And she goes, I got it. I said, what? She goes, you need to be bomb. I said, what is bomb? Like who, who's <laughs> What's bomb? bomb? And she goes, you ever watch angry birds? I said, well, I've seen bits and pieces, you know, when you was kids. She goes, you're that black bird on there that whenever you get mad, you just blow up. And I said, oh, okay. yeah, it is the week before the county fair. So, yeah. That, so, I guess I'm the bomb off the Angry Birds movie. Nice. We've yeah. got to get a picture of the bomb off the Angry, Angry yeah. Birds so our listeners yeah, know Yeah, that's, that's something I don't understand, but yeah. I know my kids probably do. Yeah, yeah. yeah. It's funny. So? Oh, I don't know. I said, um... I would say probably after the pandemic and the weight I put on, probably Danny DeVito or something. <laughs> I put on about 40 pounds through the pandemic. Through well, which yeah. movie, though? Whichever one he it was the roundest matter. in. The, the, yeah. <laughs> nice. So, nice. I'm down about 15 now, so I'm working my way back. Okay, sounds good. I don't know. I thought about this for a long time, and I, I came up with a question. I hate it because I don't, I don't know a great answer for it, but uh, I don't. I guess I'd have to say Forrest Gump because I, I'm pretty well bounded through this life and been very fortunate. And I'm not sure I'm not sure that I had a lot to do with all that. So I've I've had a I've had a good life. Ended up with uh, with a lot of fortune in my life, as fortunate events in my life, and uh, you know, pretty. I think they just happened sometimes. So. No shrimp boat yet, though. No, right? I no, but I I would. I would. You would? I, oh, sure. Yeah, I think I would. But, and I like to mow. <laughs> and I run a little, <laughs> so yeah. So I, I think I think it's appropriate. <laughs> so, and I didn't have the right Apple stock at the right time. I can assure you. Well, we came up so. with some. Nobody mentioned Tom Cruise or anything, so we didn't come up with a very good character. Well, I said not in looks. Oh, there you so, go. I mean, right. that's the only thing that kept us away from from that. The bomb. I can't wait to see this picture of this right. bird that blows up. Yeah. Well. We'll see. Yeah. That'll be fun. We'll put that up. That'll be your visual. There that may go. be your thumbnail. That might be it. Yeah. 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 So. Well, Ryan, tell us what what all's going on in the livestock industry right now. I guess hey, start with the uh, cattle. I think. Yeah, yeah. You know, uh, you know, we came on here the first. You know, last podcast we did was you know that first 
part of April right in there. Mm -hmm. And I I remember I I recapped on that there yesterday whenever I had the girls with me and they was bored to death listening to it. (laughs) Um, But anyways, they said, uh, you know, I remember I recalled on there and I told you that the last time we got on here, the very start, I said, Sal, it would shock you to death if you got Mm -hmm. that same bill for that locker plant, you know, cattle. Well, I'm about to shock you again because that thing has skyrocketed and, and, the, and the, uh, the fed cattle market has went through the roof. Uh, you know, we topping out some of our Ohio and Michigan markets on them cattle at $2. So, uh, no way. uh you know, that dollar fifty sixty whatever I charged you is looking pretty cheap right now and it might not buy you a very good quality beef. So, so. Sid, you were talking bad about him and now <laughs> well, yeah. say, look at all the money he saved you. <laughs> yeah. We're, I can't wait to fall because I'm hoping it keeps going. At this trend. Right, right. Right. Maybe we should have bought calves this year and put in the goat lot. So, yeah. yeah. We ought to quit $2. mowing. Should have quit mowing and just put yeah. cattle out there. Yeah. Yeah. Then fat cattle. We've hit, we hit 191 and 192 tops there in, in our Little York location there. Uh, but, uh, you know, like, like I say, the, the quality of cattle have been there, just the market's kind of, you know, the velocity of the market kind of changes just a little bit, but you know, on, on our, on our cuts of, you know, cuts and grades of meat, uh, you know, we're looking at them, uh, uh, the prime and the choice cattle is kind of what we're putting in the marketplace and sending, sending a lot of high, high, uh, high producing product there. Um, you know, those cattle there are, are, are reaching at $2 and, and, you know, it's scary. It's not a lot of them in the $2, but the, you know, the very, very best ones are hitting that $2 you know and and a good solid average at 185 to 190 um you know and and that's a that's a you know let's figure a 13 1400 pound steer so that's a lot of dollars and you know going to the locker plant anymore i was talking to one of my buddies there the other day and he said these people are just their minds blown yeah i said i said well what do you mean they said well you know we're you know it's it's costing them three to four thousand dollars to fill their deep freeze up wow Oh my gosh! And you know, at three or four thousand, how many people just have three or four thousand dollars sitting around to put in their meat storage? Not saying it's worth not worth it, and I'm not saying it's, you know, it's by far cheaper than buying it in the grocery store. Sure, but at the same time, but it's all one. That's what it's all once. It is. It is eye opening. Right, and that, and you know, I, I can speak for any cattleman in the industry right now. We don't want to start taking payments (laughs) because because that that's where we get in trouble. So, um, you know, like say it's it's just it's a big jump uh and 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 you know i referred to the last time you know i I don't know how much money we're making right now and i and i'm and i you know i did some numbers on that uh on the logistics of it you know and i and i'm thinking that you know we're we're making probably you know as a farmer that's raising the buying the calf raising the calf and doing everything you know i I would guess we're making you know 300 bucks a head at the most and and that's what if you bought low Wow. As we talked maybe the last podcast or something, you know, a couple, you know, we, if you if you put that calf in, let's just say if we if we was harvesting it today, we probably put it in back last fall. Those things was probably, you know, a lot cheaper, maybe even 50 cents to 75 cents a hit or 100 cheaper than what they are now. So, you know, that makes a big difference. Yeah, but 300, that's probably if you're if you're pretty good, right? You bought them right and timing was good that's that's no health problems that's hitting everything yeah you're exactly that's hitting everything perfect that's that's you know just uh you know you got your low input costs and you got them bought right and so on like that but you know like everything's fun on an upward market wow you know whenever whenever the market's going up everybody's having a good time everybody's smiling it's whenever the market crashes that's whenever we have our serious talks and figure out where we're at so ryan three years ago those were in the low dot i mean dollar 20 dollar i'd say three years ago we was in that dollar to a dollar 20 range i'd say that's about right um you know and and so you know it's been steadily 
kind of coming up. It's fluctuated here and there. Uh, the call cow market, the call bull market has fluctuated quite a bit. You know, that, you know, sometimes in the fall of the year, those cows and bulls maybe get down to 50 to 70 cents. Whereas right now the cow, the coal cow market is somewhere in that, you know, dollar to a dollar 10 range for a call cow. That's and just, that's like that's the basically, Taco Bell. Yeah. That's basically hamburger. Um, so then, and, and then the bull, that's where we get our lean meat. We mix with our cow meat. Uh, you know, the bull market, you know, some of them bulls topping out at a dollar 40 a pound. Wow. And you know, a lot of the guys bulls weigh a ton. Yeah. So <clears throat> it's a, it's a lot of dollars coming in. What's this going to mean? I mean, a year from now, I mean, if this is going to be, if, uh, if growers start really thinning their herds to take advantage of this, of this spike in the market, what's, what's that going to mean a year from now? Well, then that, that's what, that's what we get into. Uh, uh, you know, like we have we have calls every week and talk about different stuff and and uh you know i guess i guess like uh, yesterday you said that you know it rung up an email that we had and it was about our june board meeting and and stuff like that what we was concerned about our high points and stuff like that i guess like what i put in there you know i i'm, I'm kind of concerned about this i i i see a lot of cattle coming in and you and as i've been in this in my position at, at ludior for 22 years so I kind of know who's going to sell when and kind of when they're, you know, the, the, the routine that they have that they sell. And I'm seeing stuff sell just a little bit faster. Hmm. So I'm seeing a lot more three and four weight and five weight cattle right now than I'm seeing five weight, six weight and seven weight cattle right now because the market's so high. Shoving them out. I'm seeing a lot of farmers that are, you know, like yesterday I had a phone call from a fellow. He says, and this is in Kentucky, and he said, I'm 77 years old. I'm not ready to quit yet, but God just bought my farm. I couldn't say no, so I'm bringing my cows next week. Wow. You know, that that's and, – and I'm not saying that we get a lot of those, but if you take one of those a month – That production's gone. That, that's 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 one segment that is completely gone. And and it's not completely gone for me in the livestock business. That's completely gone for you guys in the mm-hmm. fertilizer business as well. Yeah. I mean, that guy doesn't plan on – now, someone else is probably yeah. planning on doing it on the fertilized type standard, the, you know, the seed, whatever. But on the cattle part of it, I can guarantee you them fence posts are coming up in about two weeks, and mm-hmm. they're going to get ready for some type of fall forage to put on there and be ready to alignment and put it all back together. So, yep. you know, it's kind, of, it's kind of scary on that end. So, you know, challenges in, the, in, in this today, obviously – this is a this is an opportunity people want to sell out and get rid of cattle and all that stuff so what's gonna what's gonna tie some back in i mean obviously you got some long-term guys maybe some younger guys that are trying to build herds but i mean what what brings them back in now at this point in time what what's going to bring them i mean this money obviously looks exciting but it's expensive game yeah, to play yeah right now. yeah the, the money the money if you if you can sit back and look and you know like i said to start this thing out you know if, you know if you take a, a fat steer that's 12, 13, 1400 pounds, 1500 pounds, and it brings $2 a pound. You know, I mean, at 1500, that's 3000. That's simple math. But here's the problem how much does a tractor cost right now? You know, and you don't have to buy the best tractor in the world, but used equipment, used cars, used anything has since, you know, pre COVID has doubled probably i would guess the, yeah, the, res- the resale value yeah, yeah. and I mean, interest I, I, rates hear, are terrible we hear so. people all the time saying well i bought this new truck you know last year and they already offered me five thousand more than what i gave for it so i just traded in and bought this other new one you know like that that's a that's a story that's not uncommon the the problem with the livestock industry is is when someone gets out they, they pretty much get out there's no there's no coming back now the people that want to come back into it 
I mean, it's, I, I would venture to say that anybody listening to this podcast knows how this works. Unless you've got some kind of family inheritance or family that is involved in farming that will let you in as a young person, I know, I know there's like, uh, you know, young farmer loans you can get through some stuff or, 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 you know, um, maybe some grants or something you can apply for, but without having some help from someone, it is virtually impossible to get into yeah. a farming situation. Just and, and it doesn't matter, even livestock, grain, whatever you want to do, because you can start out. If you, if you want to start out and have four or five cows, that's kind of what we call a hobby farm and nothing to take away from those, those individuals that do have four or five cows. But on a hobby farm situation, you probably got up this morning and went to work somewhere and you came back home mm-hmm. and fed your cows. Yep. Yeah. Then you yep. may have a couple, you know, a neighbor that helps you, you know, cut and bale your little three acre lot that you got hay from or whatever like that. But, you know, even in, even in scenarios where you own some ground, maybe you rent it, you do whatever you got to do and you still have some livestock there. There's still the hay cost, you know, you're buying some feed to feed the cattle. Uh, there's still a lot of input costs that, you know, you're taking away from your, number one priority job during the day to take care of your, your hobbiness of an evening. So unless you've got someone else to venture off of, or maybe, maybe it's a thing where you work for somebody, uh, you know, for four or five years just to check and say, Hey, you know, I really like this. This is where I want to do because it all, it all ain't, you know, cotton candy and snow cones here. Cause, uh, you know, the market, the market does change and it, and it'll know, turn. We, we could be sitting here on the, you know, if I come back or whenever, uh, and be like, Oh, you know, hey Sal, remember when I told yeah. you that market was up? I was just teasing. Yeah. <laughs> you know, <That's, laughs> well, I want to sell you something. Though. Right. <laughs> exactly. What go. about the other? What about hogs? I mean, uh, so so like right now, I haven't kept up on the hog market so much in the past few weeks and stuff like and stuff. But it's uh, getting better. But it it is getting better. But it, it you know it completely tanked, and so like looking at the looking at the. Uh, uh, you know, we talked last time about old wise tales and stuff mm-hmm. like that. The old wise tale with the hog market, especially the sow market with the guys down at Purnell there in, in the Simpsonville, Kentucky, you know, that had a, had a guy down there we sold hogs to since I was a little bitty kid. And, uh, you know, he, he would always say, you want to sell your hogs in April? I said, well, why would you want to sell your big sows in April for? Well, cause that's whenever the college shuts down is the first of May. And I was like, you know, yeah, as as a as a kid or teenage yeah. or whatever, I, I don't get it. Who cares? <laughs> right. You know, don't don't matter. But as you as an adult, you sit back and think about it. Okay, well, the, you know, the the colleges ain't put, ain't putting out breakfast burritos, sausage burritos. McDonald's ain't serving a lot of you know sausage burritos, or they're not serving biscuits and gravy, you know, and all that stuff. Well, we're using the sausage a whole lot for the kids at school. Yeah, the college kids at school. So the price every year consistently for the years that I've tracked it. At the at the first of April, the market's good. First of May, into July, into June, it crashes. Huh. Now it'll go back up the end of July. Did not know that. Yeah. <laughs> so so like it's it's and it's been a you know it's been a strategical thing you know throughout throughout you know the the time that we kept track of it. But here here's the thing of it: strategics are only good to what you believe in. So so like you can you can you can follow yeah. along, follow along, follow along, but. You know, I didn't think the market on fat steers would be two dollars when I sold you yours for a dollar forty, fifty, sixty, whatever it was. Yeah. So, you know, like it's kinda like the farmer's almanac. Some people look at it and they read it and they like think about it, but do they yeah. really want to put invest their sure whole operation into whether they should plan on June fifteenth or not. You know, so it's it's kinda one of those things you you have to be your own judge on it. But you know, that this hog market, it's just 
it's it's just so up and down and, and, and you know like we talk about every time i come in here i think we talk about the grocery stores type stuff and i, I do try to talk to some of those uh of the meat cutters and stuff whenever i do get a chance to go in the grocery store and i see him walking by or whatever i did talk to a guy down in uh irvington the other day and he said something about uh you know running we're, we've been running a lot of uh pork loin specials hmm. and i said well what's the deal he goes the market's cheaper and you know, like he he kind of he kind of told me stuff that I knew, but you know, on his end of you know the packer side of it, yeah. And he goes, "We got so much pork, we're trying to just move stuff." You know, and yeah. and you know, he it was kind of neat to have you know that five minute conversation with him because he he knows a little bit what I do, I know a little bit what he does, but how similar it is, hmm. you know, because you know we we produce we're producing product, we're we're you know we're breeding sows right now to have pigs in four months to where we can do this, you know, all over again and keep cycling pigs, you know, just, you guys obviously know mm-hmm. that, but, but you know, like we, we can't stop just because the market's no good. We can't stop. Yeah. We can't stop production. We have to keep going. And, and, and that's where, you know, I, I always, I always envy the, the hog guys, you know, like they're in it. You know, you talk about the guys that, you know, milk cows, you know, 24 seven Christmas morning, you're up milking cows. You're doing this. Well, guess what? Those hog guys already know when they're going to be on vacation next year. Yeah. They know when their barn's going to be cleaned out and they're going to be able to take their vacation, summer vacation. And so like that, that to me is, is, is amazing. But you know, the, the, uh, lower prices on these hogs right now, you know, we're the first part of June, middle part of June and these hog markets are, you know, not, not the greatest in the world, but like you said, Ryan, they're, they're getting better. But, uh, you know, I, I don't know. I don't really honestly know where the hog market's going to go because it really honestly <clears throat> doesn't make sense for them to be this cheap right now. Right. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you can't call it a win, but it is better. So yeah. Yeah. it's something. But Ryan, do you have anything else? Uh, any any quick watch points for summer production on – let's just jump back to cattle. And, and uh, it's been pretty dry. I mean, we've got a little rain, but uh, any, any, uh, any watch points for – cattle production going into summer you kind of give us tips seasonally so yeah yeah we we try to we try to share as much as we can but uh, uh you know like i was just upstairs talking to uh, one of your one of your fellows there ben ben haney there and and uh you know and he was asking about rain and so forth and and i told him i said it'd be nice to f- have a chart you know and he said oh yeah we we do that it's on a computer you know where it rained where it didn't rain but i, I can tell you last week everybody talked about getting some rain and i will say my corn did grow last week but here's the problem with the rain that we got. It was so spotty and so scattered. Maybe like Sal, me and Sal live probably two or three miles apart. And in that two or three miles, it, it probably varied from one inch to half an inch. And, and, that, and, you know, guys don't think a lot about that. But, I mean, if you go square feet, square acres and all that other stuff, that, that's, that's a lot. That's a lot. That yeah. could be one end of the field makes 200 bushels of the acre and the other end of the field makes 50 bushels of the acre. So, uh, you know, every, every, everyone, every farmer listening to this been in a tractor and, and been on one end of the field and the drowned of the mountain, the other end of the field, they, they could still keep going. The dust was rolling. Mm-hmm. So, so it's, it's kind of one of those deals. And it's, it's the same in the cattle industry. These, these fields, uh, you know, the hay production, I would say we're 90% done with hay, you know, put the first cutting and probably people into the second cutting on the alfalfa and so forth. But, uh, uh, you know, hay production has been half of what it was, uh, you know, what it should be. And, and that's with fields that have been fertilized and have been taken care of. It's still half. So, you know, if we don't get some rain, the market will continue to be supplied with livestock that could put a damper on the market that's in there, you know, the, the current market that we have here in the middle of June. Uh, you know, I, I would say that's probably not a, a very likely thing. I think we're scheduled for some rain next week. Uh, you know, forties and fifties. They 50 keep pushing percent. it back. Yeah. 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 They keep pushing it back. But 
you know, uh, uh, I tell you one thing that I got to notice the other day on, on as far as the weather thing is the hurricanes. It seems like we used to, you know, about five or six years ago, we had really good markets, uh, or not markets, but we had really good uh, um, yields in our crops and everything, but we had a lot of hurricanes. There was a lot of hurricanes coming yeah. up out of the Gulf and stuff, and, you know, you don't really hear of the hurricanes as much as what you did hear about them maybe like three or four years ago. And that's something that I want to investigate in, and, and maybe you guys will too, but, uh, you know, like, not that I wish hurricanes upon anybody in Florida and Alabama and Texas, but that's where we got those rains this time. Those August rains. Right. So, you know, and, you know, you, you guys know more than I do, but, I mean, most of our corn is made, you know, right there at the end of July and August. So, uh, you know, and it takes corn to produce livestock. So hope that hopefully we won't have record-selling cattle and record-selling corn at the same time. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> That's all I've got. That's all I've got. Well, Ryan, thank you very much for coming up this morning. And I uh, know you're on a time schedule, so we'll let you go. And that wraps up another episode of The High Ground, powered by Premier Companies. Thanks. Thanks, Ryan. Thanks, Ryan.